gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages it's thursday night and you know what that means it's another episode of the fastest growing wrestling podcast in the world i am adam the diff man being joined tonight by heel how you doing tonight heel oh <laughs> i'm doing de- i'm doing fantastic as always and we are here to talk about some all elite wrestling. So tonight, let's all be elite. Oh yeah. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Just subscribe. And also just hit the notification bell so you don't miss any videos. Rather is Hill the Ring or anything. That's right. Put a but put a figure four leg lock on that subscribe but button. Espe- <laughs> but especially Hill the Ring. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, of course, especially you hold the ring because you know that's her, that's her bread and butter. Oh yeah. So, as you mentioned, we're here to talk about the July sixth episode of AEW Dynamite. Uh, just your overall takeaway from this uh, from the show. What did you think of this show overall? Because. I, I felt like there was a lot going on on the show, and I feel like a lot happened. But what did you think of the show? I will From- say this. Compared to the last few weeks of Dynamite, this Dynamite was a lot more better compared to the last few weeks of Dynamite, and that's including the Forbidden Door build. And was there a few iffy slash bad, bad spots? Yeah, and we'll get there. Even a few questionable ones. But compared to the last few times, like I said, this this tournament I felt like was actually pretty solid to good. I actually yeah. I actually enjoyed myself for the first time in a long time. Of course, I still miss MJF, and I'm not gonna let that go. <laughs> but yeah, MJF, where are you? Yeah, but yeah, and you know, I just can't wait to actually dig into to the show because I feel like there's a lot on the meat this time. We should take the song. Uh, we we should do a parody of the song "Where Are You Christmas," and do a "Where, Where Are You, you Max Maxwell? Well, why can't I find you?" I yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well let's let's get right into 
July 6th episode of AEW Dynamite. Um, so we start with Wardlow versus Scorpio Sky. And this is Scorpio Sky's... I'm sorry, this is going to be Wardlow's uh, first time challenging for the TNT Championship. And Wardlow is out first. Sky is out next with his crew, America's Top Team. And uh, for a TV match, I thought this match was actually very good. I thought that everything that could have gone right in this match that had the potential to go right went right. What did you think of this match? Um, I thought it was actually a good way to open the show. Um, I do, I do like Wardlow's entrance. Uh, and by the way, as soon as it came out, was I the only one that was like, are they calling him Wardlow or Goldberg? Like, did you hear that too? The ultimate squash. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it sounded... I, was that like an audio mistake? Or did something... Were they actually calling him Goldberg? I don't know. Because like, I was trying to hear it carefully. I'm like, I can't exactly tell what they're calling him. I'm like, I can't tell if they're saying Wardlow or Goldberg. Like, either way, I'm like, I guess I'm glad he's getting a reaction. But like, okay, let's just do it this way. And, and uh, yeah, so basically, him and Scorpio Sky did do a decent job. However, I can totally see why this was a squash because, I mean, Scorpio Sky had, like, what, eight people helping him? And, my God, Warlow just mowed down everyone. And on top of that, once it was just him and Scorpio Sky, he was like, I'm just going to torture this guy for like the next five minutes. And not only that, then I'm going to pin him with just one leg, and then the title's mine. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm cool with this. Yeah, some street fight. And I was like... Yeah, it wasn't really much of a street fight. I I even forgot it was stipulation. Yeah, and they uh, they said it was a street fight in the beginning. Yeah, and like, well, I think they said it was commentary. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I forgot it was a street fight because he really just fought like it was a normal match. And and knowing yeah. like all elite wrestling, like the people can get involved regardless without getting disqualified. Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. And I was. It depends like, on the rest. If it's yeah. Bryce Remsburg, he just lets anything go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and I was like, okay, this isn't really much of a street fight. It's just basically Wardlow mowing down like eight people just to destroy one for the title. And yeah, uh, I I do agree. Um, with people that are gonna say like, what does this do with Scorpio Sky though? Because uh, he just basically got his butt whooped. And that's the end of that. And I'm like, I do agree, but same time this does a lot for Wardlow so it's kind of like a iffy situation but good resolve for people that really love Wardlow like myself but again this does nothing for Scorpio Sky you just made him you basically made him get punked out I don't I don't think you really needed to help Sky particularly in this match 
I'm glad that America's Top Team did get involved because when Scorpio actually came out with them, I'm thinking to myself, okay, if these guys don't get involved in the match somehow and try to help Scorpio win, I'm going to be really pissed because they have to have a purpose to being at ringside. And they did exactly what I was hoping they would do. So everything, in my opinion, like I said in the beginning, everything went went right. Uh, for a TV match, this might surprise you, but actually for a TV match, I'm going to give this match four and a half stars. No, it doesn't deserve for, that. No, I'm not talking. I'm not talking like in terms of a of paper. I, I I know what you mean, but no, it doesn't deserve that. To it was just a fun TV match to watch. Uh, it was a good opener. Very good. What? It was a good opener. But it wasn't like anything you should be like up in arms about. Like it was just like something fun to watch as an opener. And uh, was it me or when when? Sorry, go ahead. Um, and like I said, I I would have liked a moment where Scorpio Sky kind of questioned himself, like walked away in a sad moment, because like I you know it was a good chance to have Scorpio Sky just walk out and kind of question himself, or at least have him like. When they come back from from commercial, have Scorpio Sky like kind of like walk away and kind of like man, I can't believe I lost that. I I had all the momentum and everything like that because like again, this really did nothing for Scorpio Sky. He sort of yeah. just got beat up and that's it. And on top of that, he had a lot of people to help him, and he ended up just getting beat. I mean, like, it, it goes to show, like, like, again, for Warlow, I mean, as a Warlow fan, because I do like Warlow way more than I like Scorpio Sky, but I, you got to look at it from two perspectives. Right. I I love the fact that Warlow finally got what he what he deserved, which was a big push for a title, any title, for guys' sakes. Yeah. But no, from I Scorpio I Sky's perspective, he... Again, he got punked out. I would say the B word, but you know we try to keep it at least somewhat PG. He got punked out, dude. He really did. I don't know. I don't know if you noticed this or if it was just me, but when Wardlow grabbed the belt at the end from the referee, the referee handed him the belt. He didn't grab it, and uh, he kind of Wardlow kind of looked at the belt and kind of made a face like the TNT title. Like this should be the world title. That's the way I read that. I don't know. If anyone else noticed that, or if anyone else is going to agree with this, but when Wardlow grabbed the TNT title, he kind of gave it a look like, really, the TNT title? That that's it. That's that's all I'm getting. I don't know. Maybe that was just me reading into it because that's the way I personally feel. But at the same time, I mean, if you go back and you watch it again, look at when Wardlow grabs the belt. He kind of gives the belt a look kind of like dismissive kind of like he's dismissing the tnt title and he feels I, like he deserves better i didn't I, I didn't see it that way the way i saw it was or was like huh really like scorpio sky i thought he was gonna hold on to this okay they're like well it's time for it to have a real champion okay all right well yeah i i hope that war though is a great tnt champion i really do oh yeah i think we all do yeah, and I hope that it's a long time before guys like Scorpio Sky or Sammy Guevara. Not and nothing against Scorpio Sky, 
But Sammy Guevara, he's just a botch machine. Yeah. I mean, go back a few weeks and you look at that match he had where he tried to do like a 920 or it was either a 450 or 920 like off the ladder. And uh, I forget who was trying to hit, maybe Hager. And just like completely miss. I'm like, guys like Warlow are the kind of guys that deserve the title, not guys like Sammy or, you know, these. I'm just happy. I'm just happy Warlow has it. I'm just yes. very happy. I think, he's gonna so gonna, I think he's going to bring a lot of meaning to the title, I think. Yes. But yeah. So after that, we have a boring ass Mox promo and a commercial. Oh man, I really wish that uh, Kev was here with us this week because it's almost like it's almost like this guy knew that Kev was gonna wasn't gonna be here this week, and he said, "Oh, finally, I can be on TV because I don't have to hear that I suck on Heal the Ring this week." Keith Lee is <laughs> there. It is Kev communicating with us through backstage hey keith lee you suck um keith lee backstage he's approached by mark sterling and niece tony niece and for some reason i don't know why sterling and niece are trying to get keith lee to sign the um what's it called the petition that uh, that Shane Strickland should be out. I don't even know what it was. He should be banned or something like that. Why would why would they even bother approaching Keith Lee, the guy who is Shane Strickland's partner? That, that to me, it made no sense. Um, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I quietly forgot about this promo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was, <clears throat> Keith Lee was eating an apple, I think, and I don't know. And he walked away, and he said, "I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, moving on to an actually good promo. Christian comes out to the ring. Christian, who, in my opinion, since MGF has been off TV, along with Wardlow, has been the most interesting person. <laughs> yeah, I agree that Apple is definitely not going to help Keith Lee get any more in shape. Well... You know, they say an apple a day keeps the doctor away, but two apples will kill you. That's uh, George Carlin. We miss it, George. Anyway, so Christian comes out in his heel black turtleneck. Heel black, heel black turtleneck. I got my heel black turtleneck. Giggity. Giggity. So... <laughs> That's how you know he's a heel. He's a heel. I totally agree. Promo of the week. So he comes out, and a few seconds later, through hellfire and brimstone, it's Lucha Kane. I mean, Kanosaurus. Yeah, he, he it's in the Kane Junior. Yeah. Why? Why? Why are they giving him? Why are they giving Luchasaurus a cane entrance? I don't understand this. I really don't. So he says that 
everyone is wondering why Luchasaurus decided to sign, decided to side rather with Christian Cage. And then there's a long pause <laughs> an almost <laughs> uncomfortable length pause. And eventually Matt Hardy comes out. <laughs> and Christian Cage cuts an unbelievable promo. I totally agree with Kev, who's communicating with the Spirit of the Jedi. No, it definitely it's, actually, it's actually the AEW GM of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I totally. I just received a message from the raw general manager. You know, uh, from the AEW. Oh no, <laughs> from the from the AEW Jedi uh, manager from of the week. The the BX the BX uh, Man- Jedi Sports yeah. Network general manager. So um, yeah. Matt Hardy comes out, and Christian just cuts an unbelievable promo saying that with all of this stuff that Matt is saying, he's making his brother look like the sober one. And then goes on to talk a little bit more about Jeff and just completely rips on the Hardys. And oh my goodness, I just thought this was an unbelievable promo. What did you think of it, Heel? I thought it was I thought it was a great promo too, and I like how he highlighted like no matter what Matt Hardy does, he'll basically always be in Jeff Hardy's like shadow. And by the way, like it could have been my mishearing again, but I swear there was a botch when Matt Hardy came out. I think it was Jr. or someone. Uh, well, I don't think it was Jr. because Jr. only does the second album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cause but so but so I swear I I could have heard someone say, "Oh look, it's Jeff Hardy." I was like, "Huh?" I didn't hear that. I need to go back and watch it again. Yeah, uh, uh, like I said, it, I could have been mishearing, but like for a second I could have sworn I, I heard someone on commentary say, "Oh look, it's Jeff Hardy" or something like that. I would definitely go back and look for that. Maybe I'm wrong. But like I said, uh, I I can almost swear I heard that. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Probably probably segment of the week. I really thought this was segment of the week, and Matt Hardy ends up getting attacked by Luchasaurus and thrown into the steps. On the outside, just, uh, just, I, I think we said it in a, an all-around great segment. I have one critique though about this. What's that? This would have been the perfect time for Jungle Boy, I think, to come out for the rescue, and I was looking forward to. Well, he's still injured. Oh, he's still injured. Yeah, yeah, he's not gonna be back for a few weeks. Okay, because uh, I was wondering, I, was, I kept looking at the ramp, I was like, Jungle Boy. Because I was like, imagine how crazy that arena would have went if you were to 
and I was like, it wouldn't make sense too, because you know Jeff Hardy's away for personal reasons. Personal. <laughs> yeah, and then Matt Hardy has no one to wrestle with. Then you could have set up Jungle Boy versus Matt Hardy versus Social Stores and Christian for the future. But as I know he's it hurts still, I'm like, okay, maybe they maybe they might do that in the future. Yeah, I think they are going that way actually. And I was thinking yeah. that during the segment that it feels like they are setting up Christian and Luchasaurus versus Matt Hardy and Jungle Boy because Matt Hardy has said that he is a Jungle Boy fan and he has been in Jungle Boy's uh, corner for a while. So I definitely think that that's the direction that they're going. Yeah, so, uh, man, so it's kind of sad that he's hurt because that would have been just. Yeah, that would have been a monster pop right there. Just waiting to happen, but oh well. It's, he's injured. There's nothing you do. I wish that was the same excuse he could have gone and give MJF, but you know, fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, whatever. We are you, Maxwell. Yeah, we wait. Can I find you? <laughs> you cut the best promos. promos. And you're the best overall talent. Oh, oh man, that's terrible. Woo! I'm the big headline this week. I say, well, my beer, we can't even hold. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Kev just killing it from backstage right now. Um, so. Well, that's the Jedi uh, Raw GM, not, not Kev. That's right. Get it, get it, get, get it right, uh, Adam. So then after a blood and guts recap, we have a promo backstage between Hager and Claudio. Eh. Do you have anything for this promo? Well, when, when Jack Swagger, oh, excuse me, sorry, Jake Hager, right. <laughs> was telling him about all his accomplishments, like, I was a world champion in, you know, WWE and da, da, da. I was like, yeah, you tell him, I mean, Jack, Jake Hager. <laughs> that, that's what, that would, that's what it reminded me, reminded me of when he was like, I'm a world champion in another company. That, I mean, he's won the ECW title and the world heavyweight title. Yeah. I, not like he's and ever then, won the WWE title. Not yeah, that I remember. And then, and then, then when he went to Zara, he's like, you never won anything. And any company you're a part of, and I was like, ooh, it's kind of got you there, Cesaro. What are you going to say back? He's like, yeah. Oh, you mean Claudio? Oh, sorry, Claudio. Sorry. You know what? You know what, AW fans, we've been calling him Cesaro for like 12 freaking years. So it was taking some time to get used to it, deal with it. That's just the way it is. So, Claudio, I'm sorry, okay? It's going to take some time to get used to it again. But anyway, so yes, Claudio then tries to respond back, but but the way I see it is, there's just no coming back from that. It is true. Jake Hager, Jack Swagger, everyone look at him. He he has had a way better career than Claudio. Well, Claudio could have had a much better career, but he was definitely held back. Statement statement of the year, could have. 
Well, yeah, but whose fault is that? It's not his fault. That's Vince's fault. Uh, it's a little bit of both. But point is, point is, Jake Hager, Jake Hager, Jake Hager was right. He won this promo battle. He's like, I had the better career, so okay. And you call yourself a big deal? I guess winner of the backstage promo is Jake Hager. Hager. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm like, I, it was like that meme you see sometimes on Facebook or whatever. Oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's yeah. Jake Yeah. So, then we have um, Butcher and no. Blade. No, go on. Promo, it's not the promo of the week. Did uh, I... Uh, GM of the week. No, it's not. But it, it was still funny to talk about it from that sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So then we have um, Butcher and the Blade versus Keith Lee. You suck. And look at my jacket. Look at my jacket. Shane Strickland. Yeah. I was disappointed that he didn't come out with the jacket. I was very I disappointed. I'm like, dude, you put your jacket over, and then you just don't come out with the jacket. I'm like, okay. Throw it off to the side, man. Yeah, that yeah. jacket is on storyline. I know. He's, you know what's funny? His jacket's more over than his whole entire tag team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, for, for a TV match, I thought this was a pretty good match. I'm going to give this one three and a half stars. What did you think of Butch and Wade versus Keith Lee and Patriot? Um, it was all right. Like, I know we can hate on them just for the sake of hating on them, but it, it was all right. I mean, I don't have that much bad things to say about this, but it, it was all right. That's all I, I got to really say. All right. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I was going to say uh, Jedi uh, GM of the week. I, I I was like I think I, I think I remember there being like a couple of botches, but like yeah, yeah yeah there were there were de- there definitely were, especially where uh, I think it was Butcher would get up and he would run at Strickland and he would go oh, for a close. Yeah 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 oh yeah I remember I, I think there was a spot too where Strickland like tried to run at him. But yeah, he just like like, str- like Strickland though that like got caught or something like that i don't know right but it was okay though i mean especially for AEW, it was okay i i i you know what i think there's a very simple thing strickland and keith lee can do to get a lot better and let's slow down the pace of their matches definitely you don't have to wrestle with them yeah yeah but you don't have to wrestle a thousand miles out for example the lucha style is really fast Obviously, Triple A, but not every luchador wrestled a thousand miles to put on good matches. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But I mean, in AEW though, uh, if it's not, if it's not indie shit, if it's not indie shit, it's XWE guys, and if it's not XWE guys, it's indie shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. Raw GM said he wants them. I'm sorry, Jedi GM says he wants them to go away. I'm like, fair enough. I mean. I mean, I would like to, I would like Tony Khan to like have more money to hire some more AW originals, but sadly, that bank account is reserved for you know, thirty releases, baby. You know, 
Right. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like another guy once said, who cut a promo and we haven't seen since. But anyway, enough yeah. about MJF. Hey. Hey. We're gonna mention. We're gonna mention uh, MJF and every 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 promo. We're somehow gonna work in MJF. Yeah, like 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 the uh, like the BX uh, Je- Jedi uh, GM said, uh, the AW originals look good on uh, dark YouTube shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what they're reserved for. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I'm watching this match and I'm going, you know, this is what I wish AEW had more of: guys that actually, guys like Butcher and the Blade that actually are more or less AEW's AEW originals. Uh, I can't remember what promo they wrestled for before AEW, but it wasn't a big company like AEW. I'm going, you know, I really wish that. AEW did more of this with AEW AEW Originals, and then I realized that half of the guys in this match are from WWE. Shane Strickland and Keith Lee are both former WWE guys. I'm like, yeah. You know what? Even in a match that has two AEW Originals, there has to be two ex AEW uh, WWE guys. Oh yeah. So, so then uh, after the match. Hobbs and Starks come out. Starks cuts a promo. This promo, by the way, sold me on on Ricky Starks. I know that Kev has been a big Ricky Starks fan for a long time. And uh, this promo, I watched his promo, and he just had so much intensity. Um, This promo definitely sold me on Ricky Starks. I was like, wow, this guy can definitely talk on the mic. Then, um, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You're in Duns. Uh, then, uh, well, I was gonna, I was gonna move on to the next thing that happened. So you go first. By the way, what is your picture? It looks like some. It looks like Brian, Brian the dinosaur after retirement. <laughs> that, <laughs> that. That's actually a picture I took from the AEW Grand Slam. That's actually MJF in the ring. Oh, okay. See, it's during his entrance. Oh, if you yeah. look far away, it looks like a dinosaur. I don't know why. <laughs> what are you on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, it's during it's MJF during his entrance at uh, AEW Grand Slam. <laughs> okay, because uh, in my head I just kept seeing like dinosaur, and I was like, why? Oh, you... Luchasaurus, Canosaurus. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, what was the question? All <laughs> uh, uh, right, Ricky, oh, yeah, Ricky Lay off the NyQuil, man. Lay yeah. off the NyQuil. Remember, Ricky, NyQuil is for night, NyQuil is for night. <laughs> I know. So, Ricky Starks, right? Right, so Ricky Starks, thank you for getting me back on track. Yeah. I can't believe that actually yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, this was a, uh, a great promo by Ricky Starks, a lot of intensity. Then the Young Bucks come out and the Young Bucks say that they are the best tag team of wrestling today and they challenge Hobbs and Starks and Lee and Strickland to a six-man tag team match. Uh, before the Bucks can say that the third person 
that the third team is going to be Lee and Strickland, the crowd start chanting FDR, FDR. And Nick Jackson says, we're better than them and you know it. They're not. Not in AEW. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're completely a different style of tag team, though. The Bucks and FTR. And they're both very good. But I think that they're at least equals. Bucks and FTR. Um, it depends on what style you like. <clears throat> I mean, I I do like Generation Me a lot. But... Generation uh, me. Uh, Generation uh, me like ten years, man. I mean, I'll, I'll, uh, I would prefer I'll them. Your I mean, no. Uh, to me, they'll always be Generation Me deep, deep down. I, I, I do like them slightly more than FTR. I'll be honest with you. I was very impressed by the match they had against Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Oh yeah, Generation Me are great. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like this promo. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I wouldn't go as far to say it put Ricky Starks over for me. Yeah, it, it was a good promo. I feel, I feel like by everyone involved. Then we go backstage and we have a Brody King promo promoting tonight's main event, which is Brody King versus the AEW Interim World Champion, Jan Maxley. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Oh. Uh, uh, we'll get there, but oh my goodness. So, what is Malachi Black doing in AW now? Like, what's his purpose? Because I don't know. It, it just seems like <clears throat> the only purpose he had this week was to promote Rhoda King. And I get it. Okay, Death Before Dishonor is coming up. And we're going to promote Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. And Brody King is in the main event. Okay. I get that. But at the same time, what are they doing with Malachi? He didn't win. You know, one of the but... really smart things TNA to do is how they promote the talent. Okay, Simmer. One of the smartest things they used to do. And as far as like promoting their talent for like matches, like no one really knew. And granted, I'm not saying not everyone doesn't know about what's the name again, Brody King. Hello, Adam. Yeah, his, yeah. His name yeah. Pro- but remember when TNA used to have those vignettes where it's like this guy worked so hard to get here with a really deep voice, and now he's going to face so and so for the world title, and. He's had to go through this and that and this and that for this match. And now this will mean the world to him. If, you know, if he were to claim the ultimate prize right. in Impact Wrestling. Remember those vignettes? Yeah, sure. I think AEW should do something like that instead of having like, these weird promos where it's like Malachi Black's like, You know something, John? You think you have a chance, but you really don't. Because Brody King, he's gonna destroy you, man. Well, it's a no. little more old. Like I get it, it's a little more old school, but still, I get what yeah. you're saying. But yeah, but we're in like 2022, man. Like I, I, I get it. You want some old school vibes, I guess. But, but I think it'd be more cooler to introduce a fan base, especially to a new, because like, because like the, the 
part of the, the wrestling world is try to get as much new fans as you possibly can. Mm-hmm, sure. And I think and I think it'd be really cool if they did kind of copy from TNA Impact like that. Because imagine if they went through the whole entire career of King and they did something like that with like the deep voice or like that. Brody King is got by the challenge interim champion John Moxley for the title. This is one opportunity to really get all the gold. Well, I'm, I'm sure that would have really helped. That would have really helped introduce uh, American fans to guys like Tanahashi and Okada as well. If they did, yeah, like yeah, it would have helped too for that too. Yeah, like imagine yeah. like Tanahashi has been through it all in New Japan, and now he hopes to really take over. Uh, here in AEW, you know, against John Moxley at Forbidden Door, you know, it's just right. it. I, you know, it's amazing what a little voice and some editing in a video like that can actually do for a fan, and it makes it feel a lot more intense too. Yeah, and that, and you get back over too. Yeah, and it helps everything just feel a lot more better. I think that kind of like editing and all that could help everything feel a lot more better too for Brody Clean King. Because as, as they were advertising it, I was like, let's be real. We all know John Moxley's not going to lose, at least not yet. Right. I'm like, I, that's not even a prediction. That's a spoiler, friends. I mean, like, John Moxley, there's no way he's losing the title. If he loses the title, then I'll be like, are we really just going to hot potato the title until, like, CM Punk comes back? I think I'm there's like, a chance that Moxley would lose it once. I think that it's a chance. I don't think they'll hot potato it, but I think it might change hands at least once between now and September. Maybe if Punk is back by September, we'll see. Uh, I'm hoping he's back by All Out, so this way they can at least you know have that moment of him winning the title in front of uh, Chicago fans. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he'll grab the belt and blow Tony Khan a kiss and jump over the guardrail. Oh, in a perfect world, oh, I would love for Warlow to be beat John Moxley and be the be the TNT and AEW World Champion. I think that'd be fun. I almost said that that for that'd be amazing. That would be f- f- amazing. Yeah, because then you put a Warlow as like the this, this big monster that no one can overcome. That would be f- uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Imagine if Wardlow was. I mean, because it's not really the AEW title; it's the AEW interim title. Yeah. So I mean, but um, think about that. Wardlow wins the TNT title. Then he wins the AEW interim title. Then he wins the AEW title. That, I think, would be a great progression. Yeah, ending and tell the story of CM Punk having to overcome Wardlow. Yeah, I get it. I, it would suck for him to have to beat Wardlow, but it will tell a great story of like CM Punk having to overcome another obstacle in Wardlow. Absolutely. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Oh, well, actually, no. It's a win-win, because think about it. Warlow would have, have to be another XOD guy, and then another XOD guy to come in and take on him. Who's that? Anyway, next next subject.
All right. So, can we have Eddie Kingston in the ring with Tony Schiavante? This to me was the lowest point of the entire show. He says that he still has business with Cesaro and that he never got his hands on Jericho. They never got Jericho to tap at Blood and Guts. And then we see Jericho in the back and This to me was just, was just horrible. Ruby Soho, of all people. Ruby that, Soho. That was the dumbest segment I saw, at least in wrestling, all this week. Okay, the Eddie Kingston stuff was just kind of like unnecessary. I was like, I, okay. Oh, I got it. Yeah, I was like, I, I get it, Eddie Kingston. If you want to kick Jericho's butt, just say so and then leave. And then ask for it. You don't, you don't have to spit in Tony Schiavone's face. And stuff like that. <laughs> I was like, oh like, yeah, and that's for Ruby Soho. She she literally put her own hand on the car. So I was like, I don't feel bad for you. I'm like, you just made yourself look stupid. Literally, they were like, ha, ah, you wanna help your friend, Kingston? You wanna help your friend? She was literally like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then finally she got her head uh, her fingers uh, kicked in the car and all that. I was like, I don't feel bad for you. You're dumb. Yeah. I'm like, why do you, why did she just, it's not like they, I don't think Ty Conti was holding her there. It's not like yeah. Ty Conti was like holding her. Like she literally just took her hand and just stuck it in the car. Yeah. I'm like, this is just a terrible acting at its finest. Like this is the, this will make Vince Vaughn uh, like grin and envy. But how oh, terrible yeah. acting like she was doing. I'm like, it'd be, I, one, like it'd be one thing if they like, like were holding her hostage and they forced her to put her there. Instead, like I said, it was just so cringy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Very cringy, very bad. This was just a bad, bad, bad segment. I get why it was Soho though, because Soho took uh, Ty Conti out in the uh, was it the cage match? I think it yeah. was. Yeah, I think so. So I get that this was revenge on Ruby Soho for taking out Ty Conti, but at the same time, Eddie King—if I were Eddie Kingston, I'd be like, "Oh no, you're attacking someone that has absolutely no connection to me whatsoever, hey. and a person that I barely know or care about." So, wow, whoop de darn do. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I was gonna ask. I was like, "Did I miss something, or this?" Uh- did Soho used to date Kingston, or what happened? It had to do with the the Ruby Soho spot with uh, Ty Conti. So basically, AW's logic is they're both faces, so they're supposed to help each other and care about each other. I I guess so. <laughs> but why? But why would Eddie Kingston give a crap about Ruby Soho? It doesn't make sense. They've never met. They're, they've never met. <laughs> they never. Met. As far as I know, they've never met. <laughs> bad segment. This was this was, I think, maybe the only bad segment on 
this entire show. It was really bad because I was like, "Wait, where we saw?" I'm like, "Did I miss something? What's going on here?" Yeah, it was it was bad. So then we have uh, Dark Order come out with negative one, and oh, this your boy, <laughs> your boy, Long John Silver, Long John Silver. Hornswoggle on steroids is back. Yeah. In Dark Order, and I'm so Long glad they did. John Silvers, <laughs> Eat my fish. The real um, number one contender for the AW interim world title. Oh man, imagine. Oh yeah, I would I would mark out for that. I'm gonna lie. So. Sorry, in case anyone's wondering. With that noise in the background, I'm, I'm drinking a root beer float as I'm... It's float, uh, float, not flute. I said float. See, so you said flute again. I don't know if it's just an accent. No, I said rope, root beer float. I'm having a root oh, beer float. Oh, when you, when you say it like slightly or something like that, it sounds like you're saying flute. I'm having a root beer flute. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Come on, it will root be root beer flute. Yeah. There's a new instrument called the root beer flute. Uh, so John Silver's back. <laughs> and I'm so glad that they did this segment because AEW was in Rochester, New York. As we know, Rochester, New York is the home of the late great Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they're keeping the tradition of doing a Brody Lee tribute in Rochester. As for the segment itself, go ahead, Hill. Yeah, the segment itself was really bad. I mean, <laughs> a child was out there, and I was like, "Why is this child out here?" And apparently, oh, that's, one. that's 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 Brody Lee's real life. I keep wanting to say Brody King. Every time I want to say Brody King. It almost comes out Brody Lee, and when I want to say Brody Lee, it almost comes like, out Brody King. I, I, I get that, but it was still so awkward. He was like, yeah, I'm about to turn 18 or something like that. And I'm like, oh, this is so indie. Huh. <clears throat> the point itself was bad, especially when QT Marshall came. I mean, it was it was emotional in the sense that everyone was like, yeah, Brody, Brody. It was like, okay, yeah, we're honoring Brody. Awesome, right? Yeah. Yeah, Brody was awesome. Yeah, Brody's great. And then QT Marshall comes out, and he starts cutting a promo on negative one. He says something like, "I'm going to go in the back and just break all your toys," or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to break all your toys. All of a sudden, negative one is out of the ring, shirt off, and he's being held back by. Uh, one of the other members of Dark Order. It wasn't Long John Silver's, the fish man. It was, uh... <laughs> they should have let him loose. He could have won everything. Oh, man. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's QT Marshall. Who the hell can't be the crap out of QT Marshall? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, again, I get this promo, but man, it was just so bad. Like, I, 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 I like Brody Lee as much as the next person. I really care what happened to him, too. But, like, mm-hmm. this promo was just bad. I mean, I'm, uh, again, I'm just being honest. 
Like, if you get mad at me, like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just being honest with you. And then who comes out? None other than Hangman Page. Because Hangman, apparently, is still involved with Dark Order. Which we forgot about over the last few months. And the reason we forgot about it is because Hangman was the AEW champion. And he had better things to do than hang out with the losers known as Dark Order. The Job Squad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I, I was like, wait, why is Hangman Page getting involved in this? And then I was like, oh, that's right. Now I remember, because I remember seeing, like, pictures and all that with him and with, like, some random tag team. Because, like, Heyman's just way bigger than Dark Order. Let's just be honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to crap all over Dark Order and like that. He's way bigger than the faction at this point. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not going to lie. When Heyman's music hit, I'm not going to lie. I, I got goosebumps. Me too. Yeah. yeah <clears throat> but yeah, um, I, I, this was just a really weird segment. I'm just gonna say that. So this is really what they're doing with Hangman. Like, Hangman's no longer the AW champion. So let's just put him in some weird stuff. He's there in Rochester. You know, actually, kind of, maybe, maybe, it does kind of make sense. Need something to do. They're in Rochester. They're bringing back uh, Dark Order to honor Brody Lee in Rochester. <clears throat> so, what are we going to do? We're going to put Hangman back with Dark Order. It does kind of make sense, but at the same time, like you said, Hangman is bigger than Dark Order now. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, imagine a kid goes to school and he has like a bunch of like loser friends, you know, they're in like chess club and D&D, whatever. And eventually the kid becomes like really cool and he joins like the sports team and he wins like the basketball championship. Then the next year... I'm going somewhere with this analogy, by the way. The next year, the team loses, they get knocked out of the tournament, and they don't have a chance to repeat for the basketball championship. So he goes back and starts hanging out with the chess geeks and the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think we all get what That's you mean. what Hankman is doing. He's going yeah, back yeah. to his old friends because he, he literally like has nothing left. Yeah, and like I said, the segment was just weird, and I get I get what they were trying to do, but like it's like yeah, let, let's not go there. What's wrong with the chess club, Adam? You got a problem with chess club? No. Hey, samurai. Um, <laughs> no, I will I will take you on in chess any day, my friend. It's been years since I played, <laughs> but uh, I will I will take you on. All right. I will, I will crush you like Warlow Crush Corp do Dude, um, I, I I heard I heard about that. Uh, he just destroyed Scorpio Sky. But I think it, I think it was the segment. I th- I think it was uh, the segment. The ma- maybe maybe not match of the night, but definitely one of the matches of the night. So 
I do have I do have a question about that uh like dark order thing. Why why do they keep bringing back uh Brody's son? It's weird. Oh, because they're in Rochester. Oh, and, I mean, uh, he's from yeah, Rochester. That, so. that, that I get, but like Brody's son does not need to be there for for them to pay tribute to to Brody Lee. Well, I, you know, one thing that QT Marshall actually said was kind of true, because he goes, um, "Come on, enough already, enough already with this. How much you're going to milk this?" And I'm kind of like, "Yeah, you know, he's kind of right." How much are they going to milk this? He's been dead for what, two years now. Yeah, but they're yeah, going to so do it every five. Minutes. But but here's the thing though: it's only once a year though. It's not like they do it like it's not like the kid is around all the time. He's only on TV once a year. So. And how old? How old is uh, his son? He's oh, like twelve, right? Something like that. Yeah, he 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 should stay away from fucking from that. Honestly. Like yeah, you have better well, things to do than that. he he has better things to do than worry about wrestling. Like he's got school, you know, coming out next month and stuff like that. You know, he should be worried about girls and whatnot. But what do I know? I mean, <laughs> all well, right, Samurai. We I are mean, going to get we are going to get negative one, uh, Brody Lee Jr. versus QT Marshall in uh, let's see, seven years. Eight years, so we only have to wait seven more years because he said, "I, I want to wrestle you, but I'm going to wait until I'm 19." So we only have a few more years to wait for that, folks. Uh, Man. Our, that's right. if, you know, to be honest with you, if that's if AEW still around by then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. For it to be I'm negative, gonna... you can just go, my sir. This is an AEW stream right now. What's that? I'm sorry. Well. Well, no, I mean, but he's right. This is I, I, know, know. I know. I we don't know if AW is going to be around. I, I hope they're around. I know. I was just Hello. messing with him. But... I would say this, though. I would say this for AEW. The fact that they they got their first TV TV deal on a Time Warner network is huge. You know, this is this is their first TV deal. And it's on a major network. So, yeah, yeah. I, you guys know I'm an AEW guy or a New Japan guy. But I'm also an AEW guy, and me. if I were Vince, I'd be a little bit afraid, to be honest. I'd be a little bit afraid if I were Vince because this is their this is their first deal. This is their first deal. So, um, well, he said everything is competition, but anyway, yeah. Thank you. Right. So I think AEW will still be around. We will see. Um, that, that's another. That's another video for another day. Let's just yeah. People thought TNA wrestling wasn't going to survive and look at them. So, uh, all right. So next up, we have a match that I never knew I needed until tonight, and that is Penta versus Roosh. Um, it it was a fun match. Um, uh, but. I don't know. I, I wasn't that invested into it, but it was a fun match. Oh, uh, I thought it was very good. I I I, I kind of get why they wanted to do the mask thing, but I kind of don't either. I don't know. It was just kind of. I was fifty fifty on this match. To be honest with you. Okay. I enjoyed it. 
I thought it was at least at least four stars for a TV match. Oh, like four I want to put that. I want to. No, 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 no. It was four stars for TV, not four okay. stars for people. It was maybe, maybe three stars for pay-per-view. Maybe three and a half. But I thought it was a very good match. Uh, before this uh, match, we have... It's JR time! And you know what that means. It's time for everyone's favorite segment Shut up, of JR. the week. Shut up, JR! JR comes out, and one of the first things he says is, there's no telling how many matches these two may have had in Mexico. Actually, there is a way to tell. Google. You go back, and you count how many matches they've had. Google. Google, JR! Hey, Google. <laughs> Shut up, JR! Um. <laughs> <clears throat> So, oh, whatever you prefer, being whatever, you know, point is there is a way. Right. Uh, Roosh won this match, and I thought that was a very good decision. I thought that the right guy definitely went over. This was a... Not clean, but he still went over, yeah. Not exactly clean, that's true. There was some outside interference... By um, Andrade de Hilo. Oh, I almost saw him ten. Almost. Wow. Zing. <laughs> Upgrade, man. Upgrade. Yeah, Andrade Hilo. Sorry. Hilo. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It wasn't completely clean, but at the same time, they're promoting death before dishonor. And I thought that if Penta went over, it would not have been a good way to promote Death Before Dishonor. But the fact that Penta went over definitely made the Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view mean something a little bit. Yeah. Um, like I said, I was fine with this match. Not like anything to blow my horn about, but it was exciting. I mean, it was fine. That was my horn was definitely blown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then we have uh, Sanjay Dot and Jay Lethal backstage. They're cutting a promo on Samoa Joe, and we're going to get that match for the televi- ROH Television Championship at Death Before Dishonor. This was a good placement for this promo. By the way, why are they promoting the ROH TV title more than the ROH World title? Yeah, where is the ROH title? Where, where are you, Gresham? Where <laughs> see you. Where's Jonathan Gresham? John, Jonathan Gresham versus Brian Danielson. Book it. Please. Please. Give us that match. Or even better, Gresham versus Danielson versus uh, Black Sabre Jr. That's a good question because I didn't even mention it. I don't even know who the world champion is until you like just mentioned it. I was like, it's like being advertised. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm, like, uh, I'm ROH so, guy too. So as much as I complain about Jay, Jay Lethal not getting that big of, a, big of a push, at least the one that he deserves, at least he's getting more airtime than the actual ROH world champion. Right. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah. So then we have Orange Cassidy and Best Friends backstage. 
um, what's his name? Mark Sterling is trying to get them to sign the thing against uh, Shane Strickland. And he says, well, I don't sign anything, sign anything without my lawyer. And who comes out? Your boy, Danhausen. Yes, Danhausen is the MVP, at least one of them, right now for AEW. That, I love this guy's gimmick. You have the weirdest taste. Like you're you're the kind of guy that likes chocolate ice cream and caviar. Like no. together. What? No. You have very weird taste. But Danhausen is the man. Come on. You like attack you like FDR and Danhausen. How can that be? Yeah, I'm not a, that big of a fan of FTR. I'm more of a fan of Danhausen. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, yeah. I prefer Danhausen over FTR. And I prefer I I I, I did like Hookhausen better than Danhausen. Uh sorry. <laughs> when they were they when they were advertising them as a tag team Hookhausen, I was yeah. actually hoping they won the AW World tag team titles. Yeah, the hell? How can you say that? <laughs> yeah, I, I heard you. Hookhausen? Hookhausen? Yeah, I heard of you. Jungle Boy Luchasaurus or the young? Come on. I heard of you about the. Oh, no, I was fine with them being, uh, being the uh, tag team champions. But yeah. They had a match. They had a dark match on a pay per view. No, sorry. It wasn't even a dark match. It was on the pre show. They were on the pre show of a pay per view. How could you want a team? That's on a dark match. Hookhausen is entertaining. I like I like their contrast of styles. So pre-show, and then AEW World Champions. Yes, yeah, tag team champions. I thank you. World tag team champions. So uh, then we have the acclaimed and the ass boys taking oh. on. Uh, Fuego Del Sol, Bear Country, and one other guy. I don't even know what was going on. With I hate that tag team so much. It's, it's so bad. The Scissor Me Daddy. Right? That tag team was so bad. I didn't mind the Scissor Me Daddy thing. Of course in, you in didn't. The... <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> in, the, in the beginning, it was kind of like, uh, all right, this is annoying, but it kind of grew on me. Um, yeah, I wonder what else grew on you when they said that. Uh, oh, oh, come on now! Uh, <laughs> it's uh, we're in we're in prime time. No, we're not even in prime time right now. Well, not even not on the East Coast. We're not on prime time. So, um, uh, yeah. Uh, what happened in this match? The acclaimed and the Ash Boys went over. Billy Gunn turned on the acclaimed after the match. Anything else you want to say about this match? No, I was just glad. It, I was just glad when it was over. And I can't wait <laughs> to that other tag team, the the Gun Sons or whatever, gets off my TV. The Ash Boys. Yeah, the Ash Boys. No one cares. You know, your boy Denhausen gave him that name. Oh, they, he did. Yes, he did. Well, you know what? Maybe he saw a lot of potential in them. Just, I don't know. They, they didn't deliver. Yes, boys. So no more. So no more scissor me, daddy. Oh, yeah. Well, thank God it's it's gone. 
Or you know what? Maybe he, because you know what? I I don't really mind it. I just hate the catchphrase of "Scissor Me, Daddy." I'm like, like don't get me wrong. Like in the in the great words of a comedian, I like I like I like I like one. I'm trying to say it in a PG way. Basically, I don't mind gay things as much as the next guy. But come on, man, that's just a that's just a that's just a limit, you know. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. I want to know what the non-PG was, but you can tell okay. me after the show. Uh, all right. I don't want to. You know, we're trying to get those sponsors. Big merger tonight, boss. Again, we're working MGF into every segment. Yeah. Um, where are you, Maxwell? Well, why can't I find you? So, um, next up, we have a Miro promo, and he's cutting a promo on Malachi Black. So that's what they're doing with Miro. I mean, that's sorry, that's what they're doing with Malachi Black. Is he's shooting with Miro? Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. All right. Two more ex-WWE guys interviewed. That's how you make money, the Tony Conway. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> then, really? we have, hey, go ahead. then we have a tag match. I'm surprised that this match actually went on at 9.30 and not the 9 o'clock. This is not the 9 o'clock hour, so uh, they did not get the 9 p.m. treatment for once. The women did not get the 9 p.m. treatment. Wasn't that the joke on the show that the women always go on at the the nine o'clock yeah, hour? Yeah, I said we need like an intro phone for the women. It's a nine o'clock hour, so that means <laughs> it's time for women. Time for women. Yeah. yeah, we actually got Penta and Roosh at the nine o'clock hour. Well, it was Good. still nine thirty, so you know what? Same thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I. Have no notes for this match at all. I literally, I literally took no well, notes. Well, there was nothing to say. I mean, the most interesting thing to say was Tony Storm came out. Nyla Rose did her thing for Pride Month, not, and that without, but now that's over, and they wrestled right. at the nine o'clock yep. hour again. Nine o'clock hour. Time for ma- women. Hey, yeah, the match was fine. <laughs> It's a nine o'clock hour. Time for women. Yeah. Let's get ready for women. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Then we have a. By the way, I just want to say Tony Storm. I'm really very quickly becoming a Tony Storm fan. I th- I'm not going to lie for a second. I thought you were going to say you're enjoying her only fans. Oh, that's right. I meant to check that out. <laughs> there, I think it was... Um, wasn't it you that told me? Yeah. Has, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. First well, I did. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely need to uh, <clears throat> maybe uh, sign up. Anyway, the match. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think for this match, other than Tony Storm is great. <laughs> Thunder Rosa yeah. is unbelievable, as always. And... I really can't wait to see uh, Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW. You know what? I, I think eventually Tony Storm is going to win the AEW Women's Title, so I'm just waiting for that to happen. Oh yeah, I think everyone is. 
Yep. And then she so, put that on her OnlyFans too. The first ever OnlyFans, I think, women's champion. Imagine if that was a thing. I know. <laughs> so then we have a Jade Cargo promo, same shit. Yeah, a move, move uh, Daniel Garcia promo, not bad. Yeah, it was fine. And FTR promo. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, their promos are on and off sometimes. It, it can either be really good or just so-so. Yep. And we're getting FTR versus the Briscoes at Death Before Dishonor. And this is going to be FTR versus Briscoes 2. Yeah. I like the Briscoes, personally. I do, too. Yeah. Little Country Boys. Yeah, Country Boys. I remember one of them got a big push uh, way back in the day. Be like a single star. And I'm glad they're kind of back to the tag team. I think it was Jerry, wasn't it? Jerry Briscoe? One of them? Jay Briscoe? Is that his name? A- anyway, let's, let's go on. Sorry, I have a word here on my notes I can't read. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was actually Jay, it was Jay Briscoe, by the way. Okay. Jay Briscoe. Yeah, Jerry Briscoe was an, he's a, that, using a Gerald Briscoe, Gerald Briscoe, not related to the Briscoes, was one of uh, Vince's stooges back in the day. One of the, uh, the original Briscoe brothers, which was uh, Gerald and, oh boy, man, what was the name of Gerald Briscoe's brother? They were Arnold? No, no, no. Okay. Oh my gosh. Please, if, if you can, if someone can look that up for me, I'd. I greatly appreciate it. It was Gerald and oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be like an old timey wrestling fan. I can't remember the name of Gerald Gerald Briscoe's brother, Jerry Briscoe. It was Jerry and no, it was not Mark because that was Jay and Mark Briscoe. Oh my gosh, what was his name? Anyway. Jack Briscoe. Thank you. Jerry and Jack Briscoe. Uh, yeah, he had another one called Bill. But yeah, I, it, it was Jack. I, I looked it up as soon as you got as soon yeah, as forgot. It's Jack. Yeah. Gerald and Jack Briscoe. Jerry and Jack Briscoe. Yeah. I'm ashamed of myself for not being able to remember that. Anyway. Um, so then we have um, the main event. Which is By the way, my, my friends pointed out something funny. Well, because, uh, you know, I told them about John Moxley's theme song. And mm-hmm. not only that, they can hear it through the TV. They're like, man, is that picture, is that Vince, uh, not Vince Vaughn, Charlie Sheen from Major League coming out? Yeah. <laughs> 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 You know, I, it's hard to disassociate um, that theme from it's Major amazing. League. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, I wish Charlie Sheen was in the AEW. That would be actually fantastic. Yeah. The real wow. Yeah, I'm Charlie Sheen. Dun, dun. <laughs> wait, wait, let me see how that sounds. Now coming out of Cleveland, Ohio, the picture <laughs> from the... Cleveland Guardians now, Charlie 
Rhodey's out first on the box. And JR says on commentary, Now that's how you greet a star. To which I have to say, Shut up, JR. <laughs> I guess he's kind of not wrong. Heel, uh, what did you think of John Moxley versus Brody King? What do you mean, Charlie Sheen? I'm so I'm Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the intro uh, championship, give me give me your thoughts on this match. Well, I mean, Charlie Sheen did fantastic. I'm so glad he's in wrestling now. Um. But yeah, I think Charlie Sheen is doing a good job as as a wrestler now. Um, I, I never knew he had an interest in wrestling, to be honest with you. Especially, I mean, to be honest with you, I thought he just retired into the sunset, especially after the that roast on Comedy Central. I, I think I think it's all the crack cocaine that makes him as strong as he does. Yeah, he worked out, and I, I heard he even got married to Renee Young. Props to him. But yeah, Charlie Sheen has it going on in the wrestling business now. But I mean, yeah, and surprisingly, we saw him came up with the shield and everything. Charlie Sheen's just had one great wrestling career now. Uh, but yeah, sadly they had to change the same to Dean Ambrose. But I mean, we all knew deep down Charlie Sheen was going to come back eventually. Uh, and then he, but, and then uh, he had a he had a plant named Mitch. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, him and Brody King put on a good match, and props to Charlie Charlie Sheen. I didn't know he's this good a wrestler. I didn't know he liked hard hardcore matches either. Uh, at least I, I mean, like I did in the past, obviously. But yeah, uh, I didn't know Charlie Sheen was still like to do him at, at at his age. I think he's like what 50, 60 something now. So yeah, Charlie Sheen well, is doing a good job. Well, you know, one thing that John Moxley and Charlie Sheen have in common is they both went to rehab. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, he's, he's not he's not John Moxley anymore. He's Charlie Sheen. So now we're just gonna call him Charlie Sheen. Yeah, he's the wild thing, Charlie Sheen. Okay, that's his new name. That, that's kind <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> what, what did you? What are your thoughts on this match? I think Charlie Sheen and Brody King put on actually a good performance. So yeah, um, I'll get a rating show. I give it a three, three, three star rating. I, I don't think it quite reaches four, but yeah, for a Charlie Sheen match, this is really, really solid. You give it a three baseballs out of four. Out of five, yeah, three baseballs out of five. I mean, I wish he, I wish he would have stuck. I, I mean, I, I think he did sneak in his finisher once or twice. You know, the, you know, the, the, the wild DDT. Is right. that how the match ended? The wild DDT. No, it ended with Oh man, I wish he, I wish he would have hit him with the wild DDT, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, even though I don't watch it, EW, I still know that his finisher is called the Perigon Chip. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, good match with Charlie Sheen and uh, Brody King. I'm I was not a huge fan of this match to be honest. Oh, Charlie Sheen hater, of course. 
<laughs> Even though he does have tiger blood. Yeah. And usually he is winning. And even though he did win this match, it was just so obvious that who was going to go over. Well, yeah, it was Charlie Sheen. How could he not go over? John Moxley. It's Charlie Sheen. <laughs> John yeah. Moxley. It was very obvious that John Moxley was going to go over. <laughs> <laughs> it's Charlie Sheen. Mm. Uh. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think of this dynamite on a whole? Uh, you know what? I think we're due for a good AEW show, and even without MJF and all that, I, and, mm-hmm. and with Charlie Sheen finally started to show promise as the AEW World Champion, I think I give mm-hmm. this AEW a solid like B minus. Wow! It was really fun to watch. It was really fun to watch. It was. It wasn't something that was gonna like knock you off your seat or anything like that. That's why I don't give it an A or anything like that. It, it was boarding on the C because there were some ones <laughs> you were like, really? But overall, I think it's fair to give it like a B minus or something like that. But like, yeah, it, it was overall fun to watch. And plus, I'm glad they started, they, they gave Wardlow this push uh, this week. Yeah, I thought that this show, um, it did have some problems, obviously. The biggest problem being the Kingston promo with uh what's it called ruby soho getting her getting her hand <laughs> i was gonna say getting her hand stuck in the door but it was more her hand being held voluntarily it's like a ghost grabbed it and then she was like eh, and then oh oh ghost hunters ghost hunters international yeah is, is there a ghost in this limo right now yeah um so even though, I mean, it did have problems like that, and it, even though it did have a boring-ass Mox promo uh, and his so-so main event, and him being choked out by uh, John, by Charlie Sheen was a little bit of a, um, a weak finish, I still thought it was a pretty good Dynamite overall. We had a great Christian promo. We had a great way to open the show, which is Warlow winning the TNT title. We had a, my opinion, a great match between Penta and Roosh. The Dark Order thing was a little bit stupid. Uh, Rose and Sheree versus Thunder and Storm claimed in the Ass Boys versus three unknown guys. Okay, those were filler matches. That's going to happen. It's a two-hour show. Overall, I thought it was a really good show. Uh, I'm going to give it a solid B. And, um, yeah, I have to say that I think that I'm, I'm happy that AEW is finally going in the right direction and putting the title, the, not the title, but putting the TNT interim title on Wardlow was a very good decision. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where AEW goes from here. Yeah, uh, I'm too. Hopefully they keep going in the right direction and Tony Khan doesn't turn left. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess that's it for this week. I am Adam the Diff Man. This has been Heal. And uh, once again, you know what to do. Smash that subscribe button. Elbow drop the like button. And 
put a figure four leg lock on the chair. Well, I don't even know what that means. Why would you put a cushion hold on? Uh, well, rock bottom, one sure. rock bottom the chair button. We got two words for you. Just subscribe and don't forget Just to subscribe. turn that notification bell on. Ding ding. Yeah. And ding ding ding. For Adam you know Diff Mail. There's a new one for you. Don't forget to hit the ring bell. There you go. I like that. Yeah. All right. Adam okay, Diff Man, thanks for watching. We'll see you again next week for more Heel of the Ring. Make sure to subscribe to the BXJ Network for all of the other shows, Yankees coverage and everything like that. And wish you again next time. Thanks for watching. Good night, everybody. I'm Grab a bat, I don't know, my rap, my blood boils over like Oh God, here goes I lost all feeling from my head to my toes You said some shit that I can't let go So just stay tuned for the rest of the show So have you ever felt betrayed? Switch inside, you see things Realize something needs change Cause I know you got me fucked up Let me show you what's up Cause enough is enough Take a face full of pavement Just to make a statement I know there's no turning back Oh god, adrenaline wasted So mad I can taste it I know there's no turning back I'll do what it takes, I ain't making mistakes like that I'll bleed on your face to make you go take it back I'll lose my shit, I go crazy when I'm Hey!